tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I don't know. <laughs> Hello! That is the music for The Good Wife. We are here doing another AfterBuzz After Show for The Good Wife. So exciting. I have people in studio with me tonight. Thank goodness. Yay. I almost knocked it over. Who, who do I have here tonight What's with me? What's going on, guys? I'm Bobby DeMiro. Welcome back. Oh, and I'm Tara Johnson. So happy to be here with yes. everyone. Yay. It's pretty good to have you back, and it's lovely to have you join Thank us. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for that invitation. I'm happy to be here. Good, good. Well... I want to start talking about Mr. Kerry Agos. Let's do that. There's mm. been this is a he's like a heavy hitter. I feel like this season. He, mm, I don't no? know if I'd go that far. He's getting hit <laughs> well, multiple times. Yes, and they're not letting up. Uh, first and foremost, and I know this is already prediction territory, and that's a faux pas. But let, we got to get there. Is <laughs> we got to get there is, in like let's, half an hour. Let's, let's let's get there very very briefly, but very specifically, <laughs> is Carrie going to go to jail for fifteen years based on what we know after no. three episodes? No, you guys no. really don't believe that. No, no I think they're going to really don't believe that they're going to stretch this out probably until episode seven or eight. Oh, they'll stretch it out for like four seasons, right? But yeah. no, 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 not for four seasons. You don't think he's no. going to go to jail? Mike, who plays Lamont Bishop, was in studio with me two weeks ago, and he definitely said, you know, you'll see a lot more of me in the season than you've seen of any other episodes, or any other season, but he is not a series regular, so this is not going to continue on, because I feel like, because of the circumstance of this case, and the way that they set it up around the drug deal with Lamont Bishop being kind of the backer of it, allegedly, they'd have to keep him in line with this to keep the case dragging out. And yeah. I, will, I will hold what I have to say based on what mm-hmm. you just said, Courtney, until my prediction, because I do have a yeah. prediction. She's, she's going to save her predictions for, for predictions. predictions. I'm just, look, I'm trying to... Answer Two the, against one! Just like Del Paul in Christian Arbitration, I'm just trying to ask, get it from the horse's mouth and ask the person, <laughs> let's not go around, let's go right there and talk about it. You, we are Del. not, I'm just saying on the record, we are not using the Matthew process. To discuss this episode tonight. No binding Christian arbitration. No, no. I loved that, as a matter of fact. First book <laughs> of Samuel, 16-7. Have to put it out there. I loved it. That was fun. But back to but Carrie. Carrie sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, guys. We are on topics, but off the topic we're talking about. So, Carrie, do you think he should get put back in jail? Do you think that they're right to, you know, keep fighting and have him, at the end of the episode we see, not... Go no, back. Well, well, look, I mean, he might deserve to get put back into jail. I don't know what Kalinda said. I think we can all speculate probably right. about what she did say and who she told what to whom. Well, she said it to Carrie. She told no, him No, no, I'm happened. talking about with Lamond and Trey and those guys. Oh, but, okay. but, but to get to Carrie's point, this is kind of where I'm going with Carrie about going back to jail. Kalinda is not as good of an of, as investigator as we kind of thought she was and as she has been. In this case, with Lamond Bishop, she has kind of failed and stepped on toes as an investigator again and again and again now. Yeah, but I definitely think that has to do because of her 
her relationship with Carrie. So I think she needs a slower roll. Completely messing up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I am not loving that. No, I she needs I, to. Not at all. I hate that they still do what they do. Absolutely. I want it done. Completely. And stop <laughs> like, doing there it. There are no Alicia and Will. Right. No. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the same ballpark. That's what I'm saying. This is like, like major leaguers versus double A. Come but, on. But now. her mistake this week could have really cost him for his yeah. bail to be revocated yes. and go back to jail. And so, she knows that. Or hey, I don't know. She should have learned his life. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe hers too. You can't play with fire. Kalinda is in a situation. She likes to be in control or think she's in control when she investigates mm-hmm, this thing. Mm-hmm. No matter how smart she is, she's not street smart in Lamont Bishop's way. So she will never be in control in that situation. And you're going to see a lot more Lamont if he comes back telling her, do we understand each other? Yeah. A lot. Because he's going to intimidate the hell out of her if she keeps trying to do this. And at one point, if he ke- if she keeps trying to do this, she's going to step too far and something really bad is is going to happen. And she needs to know that and back off. But all of that is assuming the case continues to move forward, which has nothing to do with Lamont Bishop. That has everything to do with Castro's office. Which I think it yeah. will move forward. Which, There's no doubt. Do you think that it's that it's actually Castro behind it, or do you think it's it's Polmar now? Do you think it's Finn? I, I, I still think it's Castro. I think it's Castro. I think everything at this point is Castro. And it, so, if that's the case, why do we think even in kind of private conversations and, and times... I mean, it doesn't even feel like Finn and Alicia are even friends at this, at this point, point. You know right. what I mean? They and everybody thought they were going to be lovers last season. Well, in last season, we knew Castro was a bad guy, but we didn't know how evil he was. So things change. Right. But I think I think Finn and Alicia can still be lovers, potentially, and they still have a respect and a friendship. I am rolling my eyes to that. You can roll your <laughs> eyes. It doesn't. Uh, it's okay if you're wrong. That's cool. They can still potentially <laughs> be lovers, and they have a friendship and a respect, but Finn works for Castro, and he knows that, and him and Alicia, unlike Linda know that they have to have a barrier between the two of them. But they've worked together on cases in the past. This is and not they working kind of together. This is not bags. working together. No, but I don't mean together. I mean on, on opposite sides yes. of, of cases and they kind of helped each other out as friends. But that is and we talked about that last season. Mm-hmm. That's on the opposite side of cases when the only interest they have is financial. Alicia's getting billed by a client or Finn's doing the work because he's defending the state or whatever. They were working with clients who were not Carrie oh, Agos, okay. who are not personal for them. So when it That's becomes true. personal with a client and a friend of Alicia's, not not a client, excuse me, a partner, a friend, a coworker of Alicia's, it changes. They both recognize that Castro's the real squeaky wheel here. He's yeah. the one who's creating the problems, and he's turned. We knew he was a bad dude at the end of season five. Mm-hmm. He's turned evil oh, he's in right. season six. Yeah, it's definitely Castro because you know. Remember, before the preliminary hearing, Finn got. Alicia removed from the case, so it's it's him and, and Diane now, right? Right. So it's, it's the two of them, and he's doing his job as an ASA. He has to do his job. He has to, you know, prove after everything that happened before that he's there, he's focused, he's willing to do his job. He's moved on from Will's, you know, shooting and everything yes. that happened in the courthouse, right? It's, yeah. it's a horrible thing that you have to prove that, but in that type of position, you have to. Mm-hmm. He's doing his job. It's Castro who's telling him to, to do all this. I think that's completely the hundred percent the motivation. Behind that. Behind that, and Castro's evil. And I do, too. And what do we... Why? Because I feel like this all started before any hint of Alicia running was kind of in the picture. Because now I see why he would be using it, you know, against her in for, you know, for the campaign reasoning. I think, yeah, I think it's but, campaign reason. I mean, it's a campaign year, and to try to bring down the biggest drug dealer in Chicago, Illinois, would be... A huge. I think it's more personal than that. I think it's the whole Castro and Peter Florek 
misrelationship. Yeah. And Castro has, I guess you'd call it little man syndrome. No offense, and I'm not saying he's short. I don't know if he's the shortest guy there, and they haven't made anything. We're just gonna say yes. <laughs> but, but he's got this. You know how sort of people have a chip on their shoulder yeah, for something. Mm-hmm, he's true. got a huge chip on his shoulder about everything. He takes everything too personally, and now he takes this whole Peter Florek governor situation, kind of snubbing him with the endorsement mm-hmm. and the sort of frayed relationship they have. Now he takes it on Alicia. Oh, now I'm gonna get it on Carrie, and oh, you're gonna run. I have more dirt on you. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You've got Castro playing a game that nobody else is actually playing. The problem is he can still be dangerous at that game and he can create some huge problems, but nobody else really wants to play with him. And I think that actually makes him more angry. In a way, oh, of course. and when uh, when Alicia actually does run, spoiler alert, she's gonna run. She's, going to she's run. absolutely gonna run. Well, Gloria Steinem tells you to run, you run. <laughs> when you don't start even, imagining, I don't even want to start on Gloria we'll, Steinem. We'll save it. <laughs> no, but I mean that's the thing. When when Alicia does run, Castro, be careful what you wish for, bro. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have been cue balling your head as much. You should have yeah. been working on your campaign more. Um, but until that point, he is gonna go as personal as he can because yeah. at this point nobody can get him back. Now, right. we can debate how people get him back later or whatever, but at this point, he thinks he holds all the cards, so he's going to... He, it's the worst. He takes everything personally, yeah. and he has every vendetta, and he's going to go after every single one of them, even though he's the smallest guy in the room. I still just... I just don't get why Carrie. I mean, I think that there's something more to it, why it's pinpointed on Carrie, because I don't think that this started... I agree with you when you said, you know, that it initially started in, this is a campaign year, I want to win, right. and so if I can bring down Lamont Bishop, then that's a huge thing for my campaign and so somehow Carrie got involved you know but it's one of those things where there were two other guys in the room that actually knowingly had something to do with the actual drug deal not Carrie Agos so why of the you know the other two guys and Carrie excluding Trey who had the wire on you know why weren't those guys the ones because, being brought in because of Castro's vendetta against the Florex specifically because Carrie works with Alicia he can get back at Alicia and Peter and Carrie fell into their lap in that yeah. Lamont Bishop yeah. situation yeah I think also Castro still has you know somewhat of of a grudge with for, against Alicia because remember Castro she was Alicia was the one who advised Finn to run for state's place. attorney in the first place mm-hmm. so Castro couldn't fire him right and Castro looked Good at him call. and said, I, I know for I know this wasn't yeah. you. I know this was Alicia. I know you've been talking to her about something. So I think it, it runs really deep. It may really even deep. just go back into Alicia. Okay, yeah. okay, I'm buying all that. <laughs> I'm buying all that. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about Joy, and I want to talk about all of the different people's experiences with Joy. But I want to save it because I want to take a quick commercial break first. Give me one sec, guys. Keep talking. Okay, well, we can talk about Carrie with Joy first. Joy, Joy's, Joy's a joyful Joy Rubik, the pre-trial service What a officer. joyful Yeah, woman. I've heard the PSO. I haven't heard that. I'm your PSO, your pre-trial service officer. I, I have heard that more in this episode. Like, I've never oh. heard that. I didn't know that even existed, <laughs> right. honestly, See that until little, this episode. little sly way to say, hey, somebody over here doesn't have a criminal record. Mm-hmm. Never heard it in real life. Yeah, never. sure you haven't. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, went to law school, but did not have, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, listen, Joy. It, it might be a made-up TV term. Joy's a bundle of joy. She's a great person. Did Love you notice it. on the phone multiple times, oh, she yeah. was on the phone having to defend herself. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah. So it makes me think, and I think we know this, Joy's not so good at her job. But she right. said, I do this because I care. I know I don't sound like it, but that's just how my voice is. But yeah. I think she's done it for probably... 35 years. Clearly she can do yeah. it in her sleep. Well, and I mean, in the episode, obviously, we see her report in favor of Carrie staying out. And, you know, and so it's one of those where I feel like they were kind of using her attitude and that character type 
to build up to the the flip. Right. You know, that you kind of... You kind of think and know it's coming because it's just the way the world works in movie and TV land, but it's just, you know, something that they did anyways, I guess. Well, before we talk about Alicia and Diane with Joy, we'll go take that commercial break. Wherever you live in this great country of ours, Dish can bring you great TV. From the big city to the farmlands, high on a mountain, or low in the valley, Dish delivers all the great movies, shows, and sports you can handle. Monthly packages start at just $19.99 a month for 12 months. This is your day, America. Get Dish and get thousands of TV shows and movies on demand and free installation in up to six rooms. Visit dish.com slash after buzz. That's dish.com slash after buzz. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee and other restrictions apply. Requires a clear view of the Southern Sky. Call for details. Did he just say we can get Dish for just nineteen ninety nine a month? Well, yes, he did, dear. And what do we pay for TV now? A whole lot more than that, dear. And why do we do that? I don't know. Get Dish. Go to dish.com slash afterbuzz. That's dish.com slash afterbuzz. All right. Well, back to it. So Alicia's the next person to go in and sit with Joy. And I loved it because I think she really kind of threw Joy off her game. She kind of put a little bit of a wedge into her kind of her scheme and kind of her way of going about handling these questions because she basically just started answering questions that Joy wasn't asking. <laughs> you don't want to hear what State Attorney Castro said about this, this, and this. I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was a, a fantastic way for. Alicia to answer Joy's questions, but also give further background that maybe probably Joy in other cases, she doesn't get a chance to hear that flavor and kind of understand this full case of what's going on from everyone's perspective, as opposed to just, you know, checking the box and and saying, yes, no, your boss's name. Do you have any problems at work? But I I don't think she could deny it. And, And when she finally said, I don't need to hear any of this, it was, I felt as if she was ending it because she knew she was going into waters and territory for which she would have to put in her report. So the best thing for me to do is just to stop this conversation. That way I don't have to add it to my report. I don't have to be a part of this. I don't want to hear this. this you're taking me someplace. My PSO job does not. Right. You're go. taking me above my pay grade. Yeah, and absolutely. Just like, I just want to punch a time clock. Just like a good old government employee. Going <laughs> right. out of the DMV, you see a lot of the same thing. <laughs> is no. that why that takes so long? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think so. No, I think, that's a, I think that's a great thing about Joy. And I also think it's Alicia... Um, not only kind of calling the dogs out on Joy herself, but also sort of putting pressure on Castro in a weird way because mm-hmm. she knows some of that will get into the report. Something will get into the report. Something will get to somebody to get to somebody, and Castro will know. Mm-hmm. And that's just another way. And Alicia's been doing this now for three episodes. Even though she hasn't been running, you're not – she she has an opportunity to shut this down more than she has, and she didn't ever take those opportunities. Every episode this season, she's mm-hmm. had opportunities, and she just said, oh, stop it, Eli, stop it, as opposed to actively shutting it down. Right. This is another thing. Even though she's not running, it's another way to dig a little bit deeper into there with Castro. And she knows because he takes everything so personally, this is another way to get at him. Absolutely. He's going to take it personally. Right. If anything's on the record in that court and Castro's name is on it, it's a life ender for him. That's totally mm-hmm. personal. Mm-hmm. So Well, and why do you think, I mean, we know why she didn't shut it down, you know, because, of course, she's got to run. And oh, yeah. she, I think deep down she always knew, 
even if it wasn't out of interest or desire to run, it's almost out of an obligation or a duty just because you can't let the bad men get the endorsement when you have a good woman or a man, you know, that could serve and should serve in their stead, you know. And and she's just that person that like always does the right thing. And so, of course she's going to run, but how could one actually lay that stuff to rest because she was insistent, she was saying she's not running. And Eli, you know, initially was kind of working behind her back, getting these different people to come on, which let's talk about that. You, when we were screening this episode, you brought up the fact that they're bringing these non-actor political guest God, stars. God love Valerie Jarrett and Gloria Steinem. They've both contributed a lot in their respective fields. They are not actors. They were not good actors. Gloria Steinem was okay, I guess. She was. They were not good actors, and they're not... The Good Wife is too good of a show to resort to doing this. You don't need to do this. You don't need a gimmick. You could you could make up a feminist. They make up lawyers and governors. Peter Florek's not a real governor. It's a character. You could make up a character as a feminist and sell that story and get a real actor in there who's going to bring some chops. You don't need to bring Valerie Jarrett and Gloria Steinem. It's a weird, awkward thing where you have, you know, Eli, the man plays Eli as a real <laughs> actor. He has to deal with Valerie Jarrett. And then you've got, uh, you've got Juliana Margulies having to deal with Gloria Steinem. And I respect the two of those people personally but as actors they are not there's no reason to do this do you need the ratings help do you need the primetime help you're a great show you're in your sixth season you get a ton of emmy noms you do 22 episodes a year i could go on all night about how good the show is you don't need to do this with these people and you mentioned it to me you said well maybe gloria steinem can be relevant gloria steinem's had a career she's like 30 years ago she was relevant you know and i know she's a big name and a lot of people will know who she is but a lot of people today won't know who she is or won't know what she's famous for so well think about think about the demo of this show as well, well though. Yeah. It's definitely... I don't know. I really don't know. I, I think you're... Are you saying it's older than probably I think it is? The demo... The dem- it's the older than... It's older than we are. Oh, it, yeah. it might be it's, older than we are. It's my father's... Not- age. I don't know. It I, is, I, yes. I know a lot of people who watch this show who even would be that age and would say, Gloria Steinem, why is she on the show? I think I think women running in politics and women taking a real stand in politics and running for things at, at any at any level. Hillary is such Clinton, a, 2016. Right, is such yeah. a real <laughs> issue. I think just, you know, such a real issue. I think having these ladies makes that issue, like, even more real. It brings I, I, it more to I, life. It looks preachy to me. Women yeah. running in politics are so capable. Hillary Clinton or Whoever you want to talk about mm-hmm. on either side of the political aisle, there are so many capable women in politics. I know we are not past that gender right. divide in politics, and we should discuss it. This is not the way to discuss it. Gloria Steinem getting a close-up on camera, we need strong women to run, you should run, is I need so someone preachy to, take to my me. Place. I, it's and so I agree. That scene was it, a bit much. Oh, I right. thought having Valerie last, last week, acting aside, was great. I mean, I, I get, you know, it's a, it's a quick phone call, it's a quick little meet. Fine. Go for it. But having, again, you know, like you're saying, now I think it's kind of starting to feel a little bit like overkill having two. It's just too much. And kind of the way that this episode went about it, you know, it was Alicia's uh, conscience or I don't even, I always say that word wrong. You know, but it was just kind of like this this sort of like daydream of hers, and and Gloria saying things to her in her you know in her daydream that she didn't say to her actually in person. And and the thing I've never understood with this, the entire six seasons now, Alicia's a strong woman, and we've established that a thousand times. We've never established her as kind of a. Radical is not the right word, but as kind of an activist feminist, as kind of a leader on women's issues in that regard. And all of a sudden, Gloria Steinem factors into her daydream as if Gloria Steinem is like her hero. When have we established that Gloria Steinem is her hero? It just sort of popped up today, and it's like, wait a minute. Alicia went being from a very strong woman and a very strong business person to now she's like 
on the cusp of leading women in society. It's like, where's the jump? I don't mm-hmm. understand that jump. I don't know. I think ever since she had to speak at the ABA, and I, I guess that was in season five, when mm-hmm. people were saying to her, you know, you're a woman who, you know, has gone from being a housewife to now this woman who's this lead, you know, partner in this law firm. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry, I think I'm getting sick. Stop it. I think it's starting to, to give that same impression of her, where she is this kind of female you know, role model. And I think even when someone even called her that in one of the episodes, I can't remember exactly. But So I think they've been building up to this type of thing. And honestly, I don't know. It's something, I mean, except for the the, the vision that she had mm-hmm. of you know, Gloria Steinem speaking her, vision. right? That vision that she had. I appreciated the Gloria Steinem, you know, conversation with her because it did. It made me it really made me feel as if Alicia was a real woman who was struggling with the issue of, you know, I have this great law firm and I have this family, I have these kids, like what yeah. real women who doesn't? struggle. Right. Yeah. I love the line of well tell me a woman who isn't overwhelmed. Like mm-hmm. I thought it really brought it to home except for that one scene. Which which I agree. I love the conversation, I love the writing, but I agree with you, it could have been a fictional political person. They didn't have to bring in Gloria. They could have written somebody and given them the prestige that they needed her to have to say this to have the same conversation. It didn't have to come from an actual, you know, real life historical political face. To put a question to you two as women, not to get too far off, but I'm genuinely curious about this. They're framing this in a certain extent with Alicia potentially running for state's attorney as run because you're a woman. We need more capable women. That may be true. We do need more capable women in regular society doing these things. But we need them because they're capable, Mm -hmm. not because they're women. And when you put it this way, we need more women. We need more women. Would you two, if you two ever get into politics, you wouldn't get in because, oh, I'm a woman. I should get in. You'd get in because you're capable and you have a legitimate platform and you're smart and you have things you want to run for mm-hmm. and whatever that. It almost devalues it a little bit for her to say, oh, well, I'm a woman and I'm around, so I should run because I'm a woman. No, you should run because you're smarter than hell. Yeah. Is that yeah. wrong? No, no, no. I think it's totally, I mean, I think hands down it's been proven that she is smart as hell. Yeah. Like, that's not even a question. No, it's not like, a that's, that's not even a question, right? That's not even, it's not even an issue. Um, but I think to as Castro a woman, it is. Well, yeah, of course. But as a woman, I do think and maybe, I don't want to, I don't want to say if it's unfortunate or fortunate, but I do think even in today's time, as a woman, you still think about those type of things because there's so few okay. women in these type of roles of, you know, leadership. So you're right. I think I always think for, for whatever it is, it, the person should be capable of doing it. But I think for me as a woman, I do. I mean, I think of it as a minority. I think of it as a woman in, in most decisions I make. And if Glo- anyone wants me to run for anything, you tell Gloria Steinem to call me and I'm going to run because her speech did <laughs> And you're going to have visions. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have visions. <laughs> and I'm going to run. I mean, I think if Gloria See? Steinem says run, you run. And I... I- agree with what you're saying. I personally would not get behind something because I'm a woman and for no other reason. I would get behind something. I would run for an office. I would, you know, stand behind a cause because I believe in the cause Mm -hmm. and because I think as a person who happens to be a woman that I can help make a change for better. Exactly. And, and it doesn't mean you don't advocate for women's rights or women's issues, too. Right, right. But, but Hillary because Clinton I believe in those as a woman. Who, right. Whoever it is in the real world, they're not going to run in 2016 or whatever you want to speculate. Yeah. Because they're women, they're going to run because they have a platform and an idea and they are capable True. and blah, blah, blah. But I agree with you as well, where you were kind of saying, you know, it, it still come even if that's not the, the reason behind doing it, it does come into mind, you know, maybe teetering on the fence of I believe in this I you know should I do this or not it's like well we need more women, women advocates right. and this is something that I actually believe in so 
it's now become my duty mm-hmm. to stand behind this yeah. as a woman right. and show and remind people that women are just as capable, in some cases more so, than, in most than cases. men. You know? I just hope that that is not let's, her let's only... Rem- in most cases. In most cases. Women are more capable. I just hope that that is not her only motivation. And I, I know don't think we it think is. It is so. it, but based on that Gloria Steinem vision, she, she no, said, but, I'm not running, I'm not running, I'm not running. Gloria Steinem, maybe I'll run. Well, by the I think it was more also because of the conversation she had with Eli. Absolutely. About the mm-hmm. bad man and yep. endorsing him. And yes, I... It was. I think it was totally a ploy on Eli's part. I think he absolutely was manipulating and twisting the way that he presented that need to endorse tomorrow, going to endorse Castro because yeah. we have to endorse a winner to to motivate. Like if she's going to run, this is going to be the moment that she's going to have to declare it so that we can, of course, endorse her. But I think so. I think that she is running for the right reasons and not because she's a woman. And I think that that plays into what you're saying about it. Kind of cheapens it with this this gimmicky way of bringing in these political women rather than actually, you know, real life political women rather than just writing in a character or giving her something else to, to motivate that decision. But I do think that the conversation about Castro kind of towards the end and knowing that he's not going to let up on Carrie is, is the final kind of straw for her. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that's just me. But she hasn't declared 100% that she's running. Oh, she's running. <laughs> no, she, I mean, she's running. With There's those no final words, you wrote them real big. I'm going to tell you right now, oh, next totally week Next yeah. week on the episode, Sarah Palin's going to come on, tell her to run. That'll be the trifecta of women, Valerie Jarrett, Gloria Steinem, Sarah Palin. She'll go mm, on and run. I'm kidding. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> Sarah's coming. No, I don't think we'll see Sarah. But Sarah would do it. And I don't I don't think that that would make Alicia want to run. <laughs> see, I didn't want to say it, but there you go. Thank you very much. I'm pretty sure they're Democrats. <laughs> well, you think? <laughs> You think the Chicago political machine? You think? <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's talk about their case because it's a little bit interesting watching Alicia and Dean step in and kind of work as lawyers for a case under the supervision of Carrie because he can't represent his clients. And also in this very odd circumstance where they decide to go into arbitration. Christian. But, but not normal arbitration. And you said you loved that part. I, I, I did. I love that part because um, as a lawyer, and I'm not a, a litigator, I'm a transactional attorney, but as a lawyer, law is such a black and white type of thing. Mm-hmm. And this binding Christian arbitration brought in all the gray. And I just <laughs> made... All of the litigators so uncomfortable. Your objections mean nothing. No, I object. Speculation. I think he can handle it. (laughs) Are you telling the truth? Right. Let's just ask him. Then you can keep telling the truth. I loved it. It it just felt as if it were fish out of water, you Mm -hmm. know, trying to make them figure this out. But then, of course, by the next day, they were like, Carrie, let's play this to our advantage. Yeah. Well, no, let her speak. You know, your husband, a good God-fearing man <laughs> yeah. who's no longer with us. What would he have said? I yeah. loved it. I absolutely loved it. They put it both ways. And I loved getting to see Alicia and Grace kind of touch on this subject yet again because we've seen throughout the whole series as Grace got more interested in God and kind of found her Christian group and got baptized and all of the different things that, that she's been a part of. We know Alicia's standpoint. She's definitely an atheist, has kind of always been. Without question, you know, uh, because she's a fact. She doesn't like gray. Yeah. You know, she's probably very scientific in her thought process as well. And the God thing just didn't really fit into any of that because it is gray. Mm-hmm. And I love that conversation between them because 
she was, you know, she's like, well, I can use this and I can use this. And, and Grace is like, but mom, but that's just one verse. Like you have to use it in context of the entire Bible. Proof texting. Right. Proof texting. Yeah. I'm like, that. Grace knows these big words. Right. She's like, um, I'm a lawyer. I just need precedent. That's what I do. And I also thought it was interesting. And you tell me if this came up in your minds. I thought it was interesting that Alicia then made the comment that, you know, did you just come up with that right now? Cause like that sounded smart. Not that she thought Grace was dumb. But this whole God conversation, this whole religion thing, it you know, it didn't sound so dumb in that moment. And I think that kind of g- gave Alicia a minute. Like, she kind of, like, took a minute. Yeah, I think from such a black and white world of being an attorney, especially the way mm-hmm. Alicia's characters, you know, set up and the fact that she doesn't believe the same thing Grace believes, it, I think it's just really easy for her to discount. And maybe this was like, all right, well, this is kind of a thing that Grace is going through, but, you know, it'll pass kind of a phase. Mm-hmm. But with that conversation, once she needed Grace's help. Yeah. So she knocked on the door and was like, Grace, can I talk to you? So she needed Grace's <laughs> help, right? And then also, it was this kind of thing, like, you've thought about this. Like, this is something, you're just not doing this for the time being. You've really thought about this. This is something that's really a part of you. And I think it was kind of her realizing that this was maybe more in her daughter's life than she's really given credit to. Yes. realizing she doesn't know much about like, like that's a part of my daughter I don't know anything about right and I think that's part of life that Alicia doesn't know anything about I don't know if I would go as far as to call her an atheist I think she is just a non-considering person she hasn't considered faith I don't mm. I think she's been too busy too unfocused too focused on everything else mm-hmm. she because she looks at things in black and white I don't even think I didn't get the impression she even took the time to sit down and go hmm science God I choose science and facts I don't think she I did would that. agree I yeah. think she, she just, calls herself an atheist though exactly and I think but that, I agree and I think it's just a convenient term because she hasn't even thought about that yeah. and right. what, what it means to be an atheist in that sense or and to I, believe in God exactly right. she's right. probably more agnostic and the first time she ever considered it maybe in her whole life, or at least that right. we've seen for a long time, was that moment with Grace. Yeah. And she was like, oh, maybe I should think about this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that yeah. same kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So, and then lo and behold, she goes to church. Granted, she goes for a binding Christian right. hearing, <laughs> not for a service, but listen, she's in the house of God. She's yeah. getting there, mm-hmm. right? She's she's figuring it out, sort of. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring this back later on when she does run, because we all yes. think she's running. Um, because remember, Eli said, well, you know, right, because a being an atheist doesn't play anymore. It's like, I just wouldn't be surprised if this theme of, of grace and her religion and her belief and Alicia's not understanding that, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring that back again. Right. That's no. not my prediction. That's just something. Right. Just, some, just something. <laughs> well, the last thing I just kind of want to talk about a little bit is just her running and what do we think specifically about her running and... If she ran... What's the plan? What's the plan? Stop. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> if I ran, what's the plan? In yeah. big old letters Stop right there. What's the plan? Don't look at that. That's a prediction. I don't want you to see that. Just, Stop it. Just cover that up. It's not a prediction. Um, well, if she ran, if, if she's polling, what, 75, 80% yeah, on polls? Points or yeah, something like that. Yeah. L- l- I don't, I'm not a political scientist, but I know that opposition research can be damaging, but it doesn't swing polls 30 points. Right. So even if opposition research that Castor has, unless it's like a huge bombshell, and I'm sure it will be, what does she get? Down to 65% right. support or something? So if, if she ran... <laughs> wah, wah. I, Killing I think, it! I think, she would, I think she'd probably have pretty good success. Right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just guessing. So, so let's talk about that, though. I mean, the conversation that she had with Castro at the end, towards the end, where he's bringing the Will card back in. I mean, oh. and that's the first talk we've really heard of Will. Do you know what that is? This season. Total desperation. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. She's walking away, and, he, and he's like, your lover was killed in my court. It's like, dude, that's like a soap opera line. Yeah. What are you doing? You're desperate, <laughs> man. He's mad he has no hair. That's what it is. And he is the least attractive of he and Finn. I'm just sorry. Of the men on the show. He if is. You had to of work all with, of the men on the I show. I mean, Tay Diggs is now on the show. I mean, he is pissed. Hey, side note. Tay Diggs, <laughs> he's working on like 15 television shows this year. <laughs> I mean, he had a great career anyways, but he's like, good yeah. for Tay Diggs. Congratulations. I, I did Murder in the First on After Buzz that he starred in. He's all over the place. Oh, yeah. Please but be anyways. all over well, the place. Well, The Good Wife, such a good <laughs> show, obviously recognizes good talent when they see it. Yeah. Seriously. So. Tay Diggs is doing work. But back to the point at hand. Yeah. Um, I even forgot what we were talking about. I got so excited <laughs> about Tay Diggs' career. You don't need I me to be excited about it. Excited about it. Excited. I didn't want to say that. Well, let me give you a little hint. We were talking about Alicia and Castro and her running and all the comments that people are you know, making to her. She hasn't really talked to her, her office, her staff, her partners about this. But they you know, confronted her saying, we heard you're staffing your campaign. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not running. But she can say that no longer. Like she so, can continue. To so say that. what do you think happens with all of that? You know, what I mean, I, I mean, somewhat of a prediction. I just don't see how. Well, I'll just I'll go and say it. I don't see how this merger is going to happen very smoothly. Like it's to me, it's just going to blow up. And if she's running for state's attorney. It's just going to go down the drain. Well, here's my what? question though: If the merger blows up, where does Diane go? Because she is not going back to David. Obviously not. Obviously, no. yeah. We're gonna. I feel like we're gonna see so much less of that entire spectrum of yeah. this cast. I, I agree. Now, I think there's a because the, future. the the are the we, tension and the issues are going to be internal now. Are we done with Michael J. Fox? No, I I, I don't think not. so. I, I don't think so. Maybe a sprinkle here or there, but I don't think no, because they'll have a case against him. Because that's yeah. how they always bring yeah. him back. That's how they always bring him back. Yeah. So, but but you were saying you know you don't think the merger is going to go smoothly. Why not? I I think it's just too many. I mean, too many leaders and not enough space and Carrie but, didn't but want it. But we and, saw you know. Diane and, and I keep wanting to say Tay, Dean, Dean. is his character name. They're going to finance to get the second floor, so they're going to have the space. In exchange for an executive committee, which is exactly what Carrie did not want yeah. when he and Alicia were talking about this vote. He was like, they're going to try to take over, which they are. I mean, they're the six biggest departments they want part, yeah. at, you know, at LG. At so the second gonna, biggest or one of the right. top law firms so in they're, Chicago. They're yeah. not going to come to this startup, as, as everyone loves to call it, the startup, and not have some kind of real leadership power. That's what they want. And if it takes financing the second floor, because now they are busting at the seams, they need it. All right. Well, that's just, you know, they know the, the finances of the company. It's a, right. You, how can you They don't that have a choice down? not to. They don't. But at the same time, it's risky because they've left. You know, maybe for some of them, but... Like for Diane, there's no going back. No, but you know, and for and for Dean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can go back or not at this point. You know, so it's kind of like at some point they have to merge. Well, not, I mean, they could take Diane and the other partners, the six largest departments, yeah. and they could start their own thing with Dean. With I just, Dean and I Diane. just don't see that happening. That's too start up for them. I think. They want they want at least kind of like a little bit of a bone structure. Not if, I just, not if Kalinda's with them. Well, true. Right, I just true. I just don't see that the merger is going to be the big issue. I don't think that that'll. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, right? But I think that it's it's going to go smoothly enough, and that things are going to start to kind of like trickle into place because they're going to want to bring David back. They're going to want to bring Canning back, and. We're not going to have that if there's too much tension locked into just their own office. I think. Well, let's go into predictions because oh, all go. this is kind of like, getting into predictions. <laughs> and now your After Buzz TV predictions. 
How appropriate for October. Can I, uh, can I open up a question for you yes. guys in oh. predictions? I'll ask for your answer on on each one of you. Who is going to be next week's public figure celebrity Stop it. woman? I knew you were going to No, seriously, I joked it with Sarah Palin. I know. I have, That's I have what some I knew. options for you oh guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, senator Elizabeth Warren. She's a sitting senator, though, so I don't know if she'd take the time to film it. <laughs> nope. But she is very big on women's issues and stuff like that. What about Laura Bush? You can go to the right side of the aisle, but you have somebody very likable. And let's let's hit the big thing. I don't think she's. I don't think Who's she's flying out of Texas to, to go this? to New York to do this. Yeah. Michelle Obama. Now I will say Michelle Obama doing a cameo <sighs> toward once she's Sigh. elected. I don't know. I will say that if Alicia runs and wins, a little cameo from Michelle Obama. I don't. It's not too far it's off. It's not too far But you're off. saying next week, or you're next saying... Week. Okay. okay. No, if Michelle week, Obama shows up on the show, Alicia will run, and she will win. <laughs> because the, the, the president, like the like the government, the U.S. government will be like, we can't have Michelle Obama back a loser, right. even on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, she will win. Eli would have no less. <laughs> Eli, Eli might be working out some Michelle Obama. No, I don't mean Eli. I mean, like, no, the actual I, government I know, and the White House. Right, they would say, right, if right. Michelle's going to do the show, right. writers, she, she has to win. Right. She has to win. We have to oh get a contract. God, yeah, I gotta say. Okay, that was a good one. I do, do you think Alicia saying. will lose? Like, do you think that that's going to happen? If she runs, and she probably definitely will run, I think she'll definitely win. Yeah. Absolutely. How but, boring, though. But I was about to say, it was so much more interesting if she loses. Well, but stuff's going to come out in the meantime. And she still has this thing with Carrie. She's she, Her partner mm-hmm. is possibly a $1.3 million heroin smuggler. It's not. And, uh, yeah, but in the court of public opinion, you're already convicted. Forget it. And then you've got this thing with the kid, with the son. Who knows what's that, what that's about? Right. We mm-hmm. saw that in the teaser. Right. We and guess we've got, it goes back to the marijuana thing. And remember, we've got sex scandals with Governor Florex still. So there's a lot of elephants still Oh, yeah, in the, the little... I want to say... Can I say tart? Yeah, but no panties at yeah. work. Stop joking. I can't even. That was like, I was like, please, you're too old. Like I don't I see just... the issue. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> and this is why women need to be in <laughs> <Right. laughs> much. Because otherwise it's going to be guys like you. <laughs> don't no, go into politics. It's guys like Peter Florek. Stop. But that's the thing. I'm just like, Peter. Yeah, like, stop I just, And I can't believe that Eli just kind of like rolls with it. Yeah, that's going to come back. It's gonna, it has. It's I hope his back. daughter comes back, too. I was just going to say the same thing. I think she's going to work on Alicia's campaign. I love that's her. That's my new prediction. Yeah. Loved her. Pulling that out of left field <laughs> since we're using baseball terms or I'm baseball guys, analogies. Michelle Obama. That, I'm going to stick with that prediction. She's not going to be on You're there next week. You're going to see Michelle Obama on The Good Wife this mm-hmm. season. Oh, my gosh. Can you tweet her? Does yeah, yeah. She <laughs> reads a million tweets a day. She'll get mine, for sure. She'll get mine. <laughs> you need to send her a million tweets. Yeah. <laughs> You should do it. Just just tweet her once. I'm telling my, my list Michelle Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Laura Bush. That's He's my a, list that, of three. That is this I'm looking over. I'm like gonna have to right. think about this and come back to you. I would also throw in if you want to go right wing, what about like a Michelle Bachman not doing anything anymore, give up the Senate seat. Well, and you clearly think that they're using you know yeah, everybody. old timers. I think they're just using people who are around who are <laughs> women, who were strong women in power. So regardless who's of your in New York? Because they filmed this in New York. Well, that's a good question. So it's you know, it's got to be somebody there. But I think they've played this card enough. So I, th- I hope so. I think they played this who, who card is that, enough. Who is that former Secretary of State who was a senator in New York, who's also the <laughs> wife of a guy who was a president? What's that woman's name? 
Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> kidding. Yeah, that, that's that's it. What about Hillary? Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I'm kidding. Hillary won't be on. No. Oh no. my gosh, I would. I would love that. I would love it if Hillary Clinton totally came on. Because this is almost like a biopic of Hillary Clinton in some ways. Let's be honest. You know, it's funny because people think the same thing about Madam Secretary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, thank you so CBS. much for joining us for another episode of After Show of The Good Wife. Who am I with? Where can we find you? I don't know if I should give out my Twitter because a bunch of people do are it. I'll give it out. Yell at me. I'm at Bobby Demiro on Twitter at Mr. Bobby Demiro on Instagram. How about that? This is Tara Johnson, and you can find me on I think Instagram and Twitter at TJ Wagging Her Tail. W A G G I N. And I am your host, Courtney Henderson. I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at C O U H E N. Thanks so much, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 